Oh, mom is beautiful. All right. Today's daf. That's got to be private. It's private. <laughs> we'll make sure it's before daf in Mirza Shem. It's good. <laughs> All right. Today's daf is daf Ayin Beis, page seventy-two, Mizakas Yavamis. We're going to go back to the bottom of Ayin Aleph Amud Beis, and two lines from the bottom. We are discussing the Gemara had touched on a fascinating topic, which is that in, in the Midbar, Klal Yisrael did not do a bris milah. When they left Mitzrayim, they did a bris milah, but anybody who was born in the Midbar did not get a bris milah <clears throat> until, until Yoshua commanded them to when we were entering Eretz Yisrael. All right? So the Gemara says, two lines to the bottom, Uba Midbar, my time of Maho, in the Midbar, what is the reason why they did not give a bris milah? Says the Gemara. Few answers. Iba Yisema, Either you could say, Mishum Cholsha de Orcha, because their bodies were physically weak. Mishum Cholsha de Orcha. And because of the weakness from their traveling, it would have been dangerous for them to receive a bris milah. It's not healthy for them. Viba Yasema, top of today's daf, and this is the step we ended off with. Another reason why they did not have a bris milah in the midbar. Mishum Dolay Noshavlu because there was no northern wind. In the Midbar. Now Rashi explains to us the northern wind is a, we're going to call it a medicinal wind. It's a wind that's very healthy for the healing process of a person. And since there's no north wind in the Midbar, they refrained from giving a brismila out of fear. They may not get healed. Medicinal. Medicinal. Thank you. Did Tanya, how do you know the north wind is, uh, didn't blow in the Midbar? We learned in a Midbar for the 40 years that Klai Yisrael was in the Midbar. The north wind did not blow for them. My time, oh, why not? And this is where we left off at a, as a cliffhanger. Why not? All right, four lines from the top of the Yomud. Says the Gemara, Iba Yosema. One reason we could say is, if you want, you could say, Mishum Dinezufim Hayu. There was no north wind. You know why? Because of the Cheta Egel, Rashi explains. Because the Chet ego, so this special, special, pleasant wind was not there for us. This should blow our minds in how beautiful our relationship is with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us the Anani covered, right? He gives us the, the Eish that we follow. He takes care of us in first class fashion. But the Ruch Tzifaynis... It's never all or nothing with the Rebbe HaKadosh Baruch Hu is very nuanced with us. He says, you know, you're holding on to a little chet. All right, no, I'll hold off something. Doesn't mean I'm not going to take care of you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always taking care. He gave us so, so many brachas. But the new Ruch Tzavainas, for whatever reason, this was, didn't stim, didn't work with having the chet ego, and therefore it was removed. Okay? Or you could say, Delay nechabit anani akavit. You know why it wasn't there? Nothing to do with rebuke. Rather, it didn't come so that the Anane HaKavod should not move. This is even more mind-blowing. Like seriously? HaKadosh Baruch Hu can't make there be a north wind and the Anane HaKavod. Meman of Shach is a miracle. Either way, it's in place. Like it's not going to blow it away? Okay, so according to this answer, you could fire for you could start answering, and this is deep, you know, if you have time to, to contemplate this. It's very, you could say possibly it's similar to after the, um, after the Mabel, after the flood. So how, the, 
How long did it take for the water to recede? A year. A year? You seriously? The water is miles high. Nothing goes away like that in a year. So you want to say it's a miracle? Let HaKadosh Baruch Hu get rid of it in a day. What are you waiting, what are you waiting a year for? HaKadosh Baruch Hu very often within his miracles allows it to look Tavadik. He allows it Tavadik so that we'll be able to retain our Bechira. Be it as it may, over here, the Gemara is saying, you know why there's no north wind? Because since there's an Ani HaKavim, for whatever reason, it would have been a Neznigla to have the north wind over there. Man, we didn't want to move. So, HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't bring the north wind. Amar Rav Papa says, This Gemara is amazing. He says, Therefore, on a cloudy day, or with winds from the south, the north wind is... Rabia, what's the word? Medicinal. <laughs> Medicinal. You're putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Okay. And, um, and uh, but the, the southern wind is, <laughs> the southern wind is detrimental. So says Rav Papa, on a cloudy day, or where there's south winds, you should not do a brismila, also you should also not let blood which is what they would do um, for their health. And says the Gemara, what about nowadays? Do you ever hear of somebody pushing off a bris because there's clouds in the sky? Because there's a south wind? You ever heard of such a thing? Says the Gemara, such a, another beautiful, beautiful, practical limud for how to live. How do we know? To, how do we, nowadays, where people are not careful about this, and you still see that everybody's okay. Shomer Pesayim Hashem. Hashem protects the Pesayim. Some people translate Pesayim to be the fools, those who make a mistake. That's not what Pesayim means. Pesayim is referring to simpletons. Meaning, a simpleton. A push it the guy, a simple guy. Shomer Pesayim Hashem. Maybe Taka, it would, you know, it would be that it would be dangerous. But now that everybody's doing it, and there's no consequences by it being done. There's, you're not allowed to be machmir on this because Shoimer Psayim Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes care of the simple ones. And to, and to make this so practical, you should know, sometimes we translate simple as being like ignorant. Being, not, not, not knowing what's going on. These words are telling us, Shoimer Psayim Hashem. You know what HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes care of? Those who lead the simple, uncomplicated lives. The Torah is the Rachel Darchinoya. The Torah is the most pleasant life you can have. It offers us the most pleasant lifestyle. We need to stay out of its way. We're the ones who complicate things and and make mess things up with our. We we, we make a crumb. We twist it around like a, like a pretzel. If we want if we want the Abishta with us. Look at the Torah, keep it simple, it's good. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be shaymer, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will take care of you. Tanu Rabban of the Rabbis learned and so shall we. Kol Eisen Rabbam, Shana Shai Yisrael Ben Mir for the 40 years, Kol Eisen was in the Midbar, Lai Hai Yayim, Shlai Nash, Babla, Rokh, Zavanis, Bechatsi, Alayla. Every single day the northern wind blew at midnight. So now that there was no northern wind, says the Brisa, at midnight there was northern wind. Shana as it says, the plague of the, four, of the firstborn happened 
Okay, so since there, again, f- follow along. And if you're following along, you should, you should, you should be like, what? Says the Gemara. Because Makat Becharis took place at midnight, must be the north wind, I get the wind, took pla- takes place at midnight. Says the Gemara, my Talmuda. What are you talking about? What does the north wind have to do with Makat Becharis? Says the Gemara, Hakamash Malon, the Ace Ratzain, Milsahi. Makat Becharis wasn't a time of death, it's not a time of bad. That Chatzai Salayla. It's a time of Ratzin Hashem. It's a time where Hakadosh, where it's Ratzin. You, you have you have these Kailim in Eretz Yisrael. You have these Kail Chatzais. You have all these things that go on. Starting Chatzai Salayla. Something very special. Something very unique about about it being an Ace Ratzin at at Bachatzi uh, Alayla. That's actually a time of favor. It's a time of goodness. It's a time of good things to call Yisrael. That Makas Bacharis was a good, was a good thing for Kal Yisrael, and therefore the North Wind that's good for Kal Yisrael also. Anything that's good starts Bachatzai Salayla. Amar Ravuna. Ravuna says, now we're going to shift back from that conversation of the Midbar, which by the way we got into because we said that that uh, there were a lot of Arelim, there were a lot of Yidin that did not have a Brismila, and our whole parak is talking, it's parak Ha'arol, right? It's talking about those who did not have a Brismila, so we're going to go back into that topic now. It says the Gemara, Amar Ravuna, Devar Taira, according to the Taira, Moshuch, Eichel betruma. A moshuch is permitted to eat truma. What is a moshuch? Rashi says it's somebody who has a bris mila. However, the skin that was left over kind of, you could say it regenerated itself. And now the skin's growing back. So he had a valid mila. But now moshuch, it pulled, it extended. And it's now covering most of the corona of the aver. You're allowed to eat truma midairaisa. Because Lamaisa, you have a bris mila. You're not called an RL. I we could barely see the RL. The skin grew back. Okay, but you're not an RL. I'm sorry, we could barely see the aver. Okay, but you're still not an RL. Umidavreyam, however, Midrabanan Gazruallah, they made Xero, Bnishinirakarl. He looks like an RL, so we said anybody who looks like an RL should not eat Shom. Okay. Mesvei, that's a challenging question. Mashuk, Tsaruk Shayimo, why are you telling me if a person's if a person's skin grew back, he's allowed to eat shumba. But the halacha is, if your skin grows back, you need a new bris mila. If you need a new bris mila, we're assuming that means you're called an arah. And if you're an arah, you should not be allowed to eat shumba. To which the Gemara says, no, midrabonon. Yeah. Midrabonon. The rabbonon say, you need to go ahead and get a bris mila. That's it. In order to eat shumba. The same way the rabbonon say, you need a new bris to take off the skin that grew back. They're also going to say, you're not allowed to eat truma until you cut off the skin that grew back. Okay. Says the Gemara, and the one who asked this question, um, what, what exactly was bothering him? The Brisa says, he, it's, means he needs to have a bris mila. Now, the word tzarech, as, it's incredible. You can't stop saying how Rashi is the biggest balchester, like ever. It's, isn't it incredible? Rashi could have just learned Torah by himself, been a Talmud Chukham, and then passed away. Incredible. But Rashi is a Balchesed. He's like, I'm just not going to Torah. I'm going to write down as I'm writing. I'm going to explain everything. <laughs> Imagine trying to learn <laughs> trying to learn anything without Rashi. It's, uh, it's incredible. Fine. Says the Gemara, Hatzarech Katani. Tzarech is mashma midrabana. Okay. So the Gemara says no. Katani b'seifa. The one who asked the question, Udika Arila, the one who asked the question about, you know, about uh, how we view somebody who's a mashuch, 
what was he, you know, what was, what, what was he thinking? He was looking at the Sefer. And he was making a mistake. He was making a toys. A mistake about the end of the Brisa. The end of the Brisa says, Rabbi Yudaimer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Fascinating. Tanakama says that if Mashuch, your, your skin grows back and, and recovers majority of the Eber, Midraboni need a brut nubris mila. Says Rabbi Yehuda, no. Loi yimo, you should not get a nubris mila. You know why? Because it's a sakana. He says, no, it's dangerous to go through that. So they said to him, There were many people who had a brismila in the times of Ben Kuziva. This is known as Bar Kochva. All right? And um, the well-known story of Bar Kochva, the Romans, uh, everybody, uh, the Romans um, forced everybody to live in the city of Beitar. And there was a whole civil war, a whole machlech as how to uh, deal with the Romans at the time. But be it as it may, the Romans made a decree that you're not allowed to have a brismila. And anybody who had a brismila, they would force them to stretch the skin to make it look like they did not have a brismila. And ultimately, when the Romans were knocked out, um, the Yidin went back and they, they regamout themselves. They went back and they, they undid all the procedures that the Romans forced them to undergo. So it says the Gemara, um, they said to Rabbi Yehuda, don't tell me it's dangerous. What happened by the times of Bar Kochva? All these men had a second bris mila, and they had children afterwards. So the Gemara says, don't, to Rabbi Yehuda, don't tell me it's dangerous. <laughs> Proof is in the pudding. Many, many people are doing this and nothing happened. Says the Gemara, my Vaimer, why do I need a second Pasuk? First we said, Himo Yimo, oh. and also, Vaimer is busy. Why need a second Pasuk? It says, I'll tell you why. Because if you would have told me the Pasuk, Yimo Yimo, the rabbi sits in Makhmas Yimila, it's only coming to include the extra shreds of skin that are Makhav Yimila, Toshma, Asbisi Hefer. Okay, bottom, but be it as it may, we have two Psukim, and, the, uh, and uh, these Psukim, are are um, are here to tell us what what the question on Reb Yehuda was, and we're still seeing from this brisa. Let's keep reading that who savar kra. Since this is we're we're trying to understand the questioner, the one who had a question about Moshe. We want to what was bothering you initially. So we're trying to explain his mistake. What was this havamina? So the Gemara says who savar the kra since shas shas. Yeah, Shisha Sdarim, since Mishnah and, uh, Mishnah and Gemara needed a Pasuk to tell me that Mashoch is Gemalt again, Dairaisahi. It's biblical. Me Dairaisahi, you got to go back and have a second Brismila. But Vallahi, it's not true. It's not true. Me Dairaisahi, you only go back to second Brismila. Me Dairabonon, Ukros, That's the bottom line. It's me, Daraisa. Our response to him is that no, don't think it's Daraisa because the psukim that we brought. Really, a moshuch, a person again. What's a moshuch? The skin stretched out again and is recovering the majority of the of the tip of the aver, the corona. It's not even though we're recording psukim. It's not me, Daraisa. You need to go back and have a brismila. Rather, it is me, Darabana. Okay. Meisve says the Gemara. A challenging question. Now, let's remember where we're up to. Right now, we're in the middle of a, call it, machlaikas slash statement of Ravuna. Ravuna is letting us know that if a man has a brismila and the skin is moshuch, 
the skin pulls and is now recovering, you're not allowed to eat shrooma. Okay? Midrabon. Meisve. They asked a challenging question. Tumtum. Remember, what's a tumtum? A tumtum is somebody who we're unsure what they are because their genitals are just uh, covered up. So you have a tumtum, ain't oichab truma. He's not allowed to eat truma. Okay? Why is not allowed to eat truma? Why, why can't the tumtum eat truma? What do you think? Let's think about it. If he's a female. But you don't know what it is. But, but if he would be a female, should he be allowed? He's a Kohen. If he's a female, is he allowed to eat truma? Sure. If he's a male, is he allowed to eat truma? No, because he's an Aro. So the issue here is with the tumtum is that we, since he's covered over, we don't know what he is. So we just say you got to stay away from truma, misafik, something deraisa. There's a biblical doubt, so you got to stay away. Okay. Noshov, his wives. Now, we're going to have to explain how a tumtum can have a wife. Okay, because he might be a female. I'm saying he, it might be a female. Okay. Anyway. Va'avodov and servants, Eichlem, they are permitted to eat chum. Because anything that's acquired by an RL, what did we learn in our Mishnah, in our beginning of our parak, They are permitted to eat chum. Moshuch v'nailar kishumo. What about somebody who's a moshuch? He's not a tumtum. He has an aver, certainly a male, and the skin gets pulled back over. Or, he was born with a brismila. Harei elu Eichlem. You hear this? What does this Brisa say? We, we're going to finish the Brisa, but we already have our question on Ravuna. Ravuna said, Moshuch cannot eat Truma Midrabonan. What does this Brisa just say? Moshuch. He can eat Truma. Ain't no problem. Andragonus, and Andragonus, Eichel Truma, is permitted to eat Truma. Okay? Because. A man of shach, right? He's got simanim of a male and a female. There's no reason why we say an dragonist cannot. A tumtum is we're unsure what the what the genitalia is. And on dragonist, everything's clear except he's got the simanim of both a male and a female. Okay, so in on dragonist, but he's not allowed to eat kachim. Okay, why? Because. Is a shaila whether or not Dragonus is a male, a female, a bar- barrier bifneatzma, his own species. And Allah is kachim, only the male can animate. So an Andragonus is not going to be allowed to eat from kachim. Tumtum in like the like the Tumtum is not allowed to eat truma or kachim. Again, why can't he eat truma? Because you might be an arl. Why can't he eat kachim? Because you might be a girl. Okay? And uh, you're not part of the avid. Okay. Says the Gemara, bottom line, let's clarify our question. Katani Mias, bottom line is, we saw explicitly in our Brisa, Moshuch v'nayla kishumol, arei elo eichlen, tiyufta de ravuna tiyufta. Yeah, the upslug on ravuna, it's an upslug. It's talking not true that a Moshuch is usher ti chuma midrabanan. You are allowed to eat chuma. You're considered completely mouth. Okay, period. Says the Gemara. Hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. We're knocking off ravuna. And when we say tiyufta de ravuna tiyufta, when we repeat tiyufta, that means we don't got an answer. But keep in mind, why don't we have an answer? Because ravuna is not myra, and we got a brisa arguing on him, and you can't argue on a brisa. Says the Gemara, hold up. Let's get into that brisa for a moment. Amar mar, the Tana taught us, tumtum in the truma. A tumtum is not letting truma. He might be an aro. Nashav avadavaychum. Says the Gemara, let's clarify this brisa. 
the wife and a servant of a tumtum? Who are they? Who in the world is this tumtum's wife? <laughs> what, what's the case? Again, the tumtum might be a woman. So, so what's happening here? Says the Gemara, I'll tell you. Elay Madikadish, you're going to tell me where the tumtum did Kedushin. He acquired, he put a ring, a tumtum puts a ring on a woman's finger. If a tumtum does, uh, does say, it is a valid kedusha. Uh, it's a valid means, that it's a valid kedushin. Okay? And if you're going to tell me that the price is talking about only lechumra, but did we say it's lechumra? Because that price really says that it's a marriage lechumra, meaning you're going to have to give her a get, just in case. But, the Gemara is pointing out, Lakula, to be lenient, we weren't saying like, oh, you could go put a ring on her finger and there's no problem. Just to be lenient on the tumtum to allow him to marry. No. So, Safik Ishahu. This tumtum might be a woman. If a woman puts a ring on the finger of another woman, what happens? Nothing. The second woman got a present. That's all that happened. Maybe she even needs to give it back. Because in Mekach Tais, if she, if she only gave it, I'll deny that it's going to... Be it whatever it is. Be it as it may. There's no such thing. So the bottom line is the Gemara was just in a, in a, in a more in-depth fashion asking the question, a tumtum cannot eat truma, but his wife could. Give me a case of a wife of a tumtum. Amr Abayabai says, interesting case, you ready? Kishabetzav nikarais mibachutz. The actual aver... The male member is covered over, but the testicles are noticeable outside. Okay? So when it's noticeable outside, we know now he's certainly a zakhar. Okay? Why is he called the tumtum? Because there's still a membrane over his aver. And, and now we even have a bigger problem of meeting Truma. You know why? Because he's certainly an arrow. He's a bad arrow. Okay? But the. Because, because what? If you see testicles, you're going to assume that there's an aver there. And that aver is covered over by a, a piece of skin. So he's certainly an RL. He's an, he's an uncircumcised male. How do we know? We, it's not even a suffix. He's a female. We see testicles. If there's not a suffix, why is he a tombstone? Only because we're going to give him the name because... Uh, the, yeah, that's right. Because it's covered over. Uh, okay. He yeah, has status of a tomb. So, Fine. Rava Omar, Rava says, my noshav, you know what women means? It means evil. He doesn't mean his wife. It means his mother. Ah, oh, Yishmak. Going back to the previous case. Remember, you have a woman, if she has a son, Gavaldi. Okay. Pshita. Of course, if his mother, if he's around, is a, if, a, if a woman has a child who's a tumtum, she continues to be allowed to eat chum even if her husband dies. I was allowed to say, only if you have children uh, that are able to have children. Does that allow the woman to keep eating shuma? But maybe if your children, we know, are not going to be capable of, of parenting because it's, uh, we don't know, male or female, and it's covered over, so they can't have any children. So maybe when the woman has such a child, she can no longer uh, go back to her father's house to eat shuma. Therefore, the bride lets us know, the chiddish, that no, the mother, even if she has a tumtum, is permitted to go back. Period. Givaldic. Okay. What are we walking away with over here? So, we had a uh, we had a situation. We had a 
statement of Rav Huna. Let's just take a step back and, and, and re you know, go through the main ideas of the Sugi here. Rav Huna gave a statement that a Moshuch is not allowed to eat Shuma Midera Bonan. We challenged him from a Brisa, where the Brisa seems to say that you're allowed to eat Shuma unconditionally. It's absolutely, uh, it's absolutely allowed. And Ravuna must be wrong. Says the Brisa, hold up. Is this Brisa even valid to knock off Ravuna? Because this Brisa makes no sense. When the Brisa states that a Tumtum can allow his wife to eat, he can allow Nashov, the woman, in his life to, in his, the woman in his life to eat. How does this brisa even make sense? And if the brisa doesn't make sense, maybe the whole thing's a mistake. And maybe Ravuna's not knocked off. To the Gemara, Farem, for the Gemara says, no, this brisa actually can make sense. How so? Either we're dealing with a type of tumtum that the testicles are noticeable, or you could, or you could say that what does it mean, uh, noshav, what does it mean the women? It doesn't mean a wife. It means a mother. Okay. Now the brisa is valid, the brisa is sensible, and therefore Rav Huna is, a t- he's tiyuftud up, I will call it. He's busted, okay? And he can't argue on the, on the brisa. Okay, Givaldo. Toshima, come and listen. Now we're going to segue to the brisa, which we just quoted with the tumtum. Remember, the brisa says that a tumtum that marries, it's a valid kedushin. All right, um, it's a valid kedushin, um, and but that only applied lechumra, not lekula. That applied lechumra, not lekula. Therefore, how are you going to have a case of noshav? Abaye gave us a case where testicles are noticeable, and therefore we're going to consider him a male. And Rava said the case is going to be where it's actually she was never his wife; it was his mother. Let's clarify who's more correct. Abaya Rabba, who's more correct in the understanding of our Brisa? Here we go. Toshma, come and listen. Why? Again, let's, let's keep reminding ourselves. Truma, why not? Because he is a, he might be a Ara. Kachim, why not? Because he's not allowed to eat Truma. Okay. Because he's not allowed to eat uh, from the, from the Kachim. Okay. We don't know if he's a Zachar. Now. Um, Bishlam Abaye makes sense according to Abaye, who says earlier that we're talking about Kisha Nikar, Kisha Beitz of Nikaris Bachutz. So Tana Rachel Aravada, at the beginning of the Bryce is talking about an Aravada, Victani Sefa Safik Aral. And the end of the Bryce is dealing with a Safik Aral. So there's actually an added Chiddush. The Rasha says if you're a Vadai Aral, you can't eat Shuma. And the Sefa is talking about a Safik Aral, you can't eat Shuma. El Rava, but according to Rava's Pshat, according to Rava's explanation, Tum tum the seifa lamoli. Why do I give? Why do I need to give a case of tum tum in the seifa? The What's the adachidish over here? There's no adachidish. Rav, you're not telling me anything. Rav is not 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 uh, helping me out at all. Tum tum the seifa lamoli. It's the same chiddush as the reisha, because memanavshach. In both cases, we're dealing with a tum tum. You can't see anything. Same chiddush. My tum tum oral. So the core like this. You ready? You know what a tum tum means. An oral. We know you're a, a male, but you have a foreskin. Now, how would a tumtum be called an oral? Huh? You can't. You can't what? I mean, so listen to this. Good. So the word tumtum itself means covered over. 
That's really what tumtum is. It's like a little like hatmana. Yeah? It's like covered. So the Gemara says over here, tumtum is not just an expression of somebody who has a membrane covering over the genitalia. Tumtum means covered. So you know something? Technically, technically, a tumtum could be an ara. His, his aver is covered over with a foreskin. He can also be called a tumtum. It's not, a, it's not an improper expression. It's kind of like in Hilchus Brachas. If you make a shahakal on a grape, it's a valid bracha. I, what happened to Bari Priates? You said shakoli abedvare. So grapes are included in shakoli abedvare. So lemaisa, usually it's not as specific, but lemaisa, it's a true statement. Okay, so the Gemara says, we can squeeze that in. Let's call it tumtum and Says the Gemara, hashta safik aralei achil, vadei aral achil, the stole. I still don't understand. Because you're telling me that a, a vadei aral, the best. Mom is the best. Tell me that a, a vadei aral, a safik aral kanadi, then why do you got to mention a vadei aral? Just mention the, the bigger chiddush. I'll, I'll know the smaller chiddush. Says the Gemara, you're right, but Matam Gamar, this Bryce is written as a Matam, meaning Matam Tumtumine Echel Betruma. What's the reason why Tumtum not letting Truma, but Pneisha Sofik Aralhu? Because if he's a male, he's going to be an Aral. But Aral in Echel, I betruma, I bet Kachim, give Aldix. So really, in Echanami, the Gemara is walking away and saying it is one case, but we're moving from what we're moving from um, the Chiddish of a Tumtum. And then moving to a and and then mentioning the lesser chiddush of aral by saying, oh, you know what the you know why tumtum can't eat because of the aral problem. So it's not that we're trying to create a bigger chiddush with aral in echanami. We know it's not, but the the aral's here to explain the tumtum issue. By Riddick. So, so you don't go okay, okay. The last step is saying we had a question. So here we go. The the ratio the ratio says that a tumtum is is um, I'm sorry. The ratio says that a yeah a tumtum is not allowed to eat truma. That's the ratio of the bryson. The seifa says an oral cannot eat truma. The gemara asks if a tumtum can't eat truma, certainly an oral can't eat truma. So why are you telling me? A smaller chiddush at the seifa. That was the Gemara's kasha, classic, right? So Gemara answers, "You're right. It's not two chiddushim. It's one chiddush." And here's how you read the brisa: A tom tom's not allowed to eat truma. You know why? Because an aral can't eat truma, and a tom tom might be an aral. That's the problem with the tom tom. So it's not that aral's here to teach you bigger chiddush. Aral's here to explain. Why a tumtum can't eat truma? Because this guy might be, this person might be a, a guy who's uncircumcised. And Mamele is not allowed to eat truma. Okay. Says the Gemara, Lema Ketanai. Let's say that our conversation about a moshuch, whether you're or not you're allowed to eat truma, is moshuch. If you have somebody whose aver is moshuch, and also the gershon is gayer, or you have a ger that converts when he already had a bris mila. Very common nowadays. A lot of Americans uh, are, are, you know, uh, they for for um, health reasons they have a bris mila. The cotton shavar or you have a child who is eight years old, nine years old. Ushar and anybody else who already has a bris mila. Lasuye mi to include somebody. 
who has two foreskins. Okay? He has two areolas. Yeah, fine. So he's got an interesting defect. But there's two, two uh, foreskins that, are, um, that are exist, and he cuts off one. Okay. What does the Bryce say about these cases? Einam nimulim elabiyan. If you have a Gershon as Gayer, a Mashuch, Chres, the Brismilas need to be done by day. Rabbi Lazar Bar Shimon, Aymer, Rabbi Lazar Bar Shimon says, Chavrim, coming, coming up to Lag Boimer. Don't be scared to say it, even though it's after Plaga Mincha. Psak Halacha is what we follow, at least. I mean, some people are Makbid. But as long as you don't have Das to count, if you say Lag Boimer before Marv, don't worry about it. You can, still, you can still count with a Bracha. You know the joke, the guy walks over to the other guy on the first night of Sphira. And he says, you could be mighty me with a bracha. So the guy says, mighty you with a bracha, that's the first night. <laughs> How could you have missed? He says, oh, now I'll be mighty you with a bracha. <laughs> he just said it's the first night. <laughs> All right, not a nice thing to do. <laughs> but be it, be it as it may, halacha, even if you say, How could it be? It's the first night. Uh, at least in the Kaivetz Halachas, where Shmuel, he says, if your das was not to count, you could still make a bracha. Okay, be it, be it as it may. Says the Gemara, um, Reb Lazar Reb Shimon says Bismanoi if the Brismila is taking place Bismanoi if it's taking place in the usual time top of Mbez then any it's got to be done by day if it's done at night if it's not in the if it's not on the eighth day you can do it either by day or by night my law isn't this enough like it's if you hold it you got to do it by day because the way the Torah writes the, the, the mitzvah of bris milah, as we said earlier, is that it needs to be done. If it's on the day of the eighth, that, then it's got to be done by day. Otherwise, that night. So if you hold this there, Abbanan, so then the mashuch could have his bris milah at night. There's no problem. Says the Gemara, no, Vitizbara. Is that the is that taka machlekas? Machlekas over there is really machlekas about mashuch. But if you have a child who's past the eighth day, does anybody hold the meal is only midrabbanon? Of course not. Yeah, you have a kid, eight years old, no bris mila. Is there anybody who's going to say, you know, do a bris mila? And when you do the bris mila, that's going to be a mitzvah midrabbanon. No, no one's going to say that. It's a belated mitzvah daraisa. No one's going to call this just because it's Shalai Bismani. No one's going to say it turned into a uh, Din Everybody agrees. In that case, we're dealing with a... a uh, uh, everybody's going to agree that the kid's eight years old and he's waiting for a, for a bris. That, that, that we're dealing with a Da'iraisa Dika Mitzvah. Here's Machlach. One says you make a drosha of Bayayim Umarsavar Laidashin Bayayim. One says you make a drosha from Ubayayim Ashmini to teach us that every Bismillah needs to be done by day. The other one says no. You don't, you don't learn now from there that, every, that uh, it's only done by day. It can even be done by night. Rabbi was sitting and giving a drosha. Why does he tell me Rabbi Echanan was sitting? Yeah? So there's an added message here. Nothing's extra. Nothing's extra. What do you think? What else is Rabbi Echanan doing when he's sitting? What does a yid do when we sit down? You're talking tired. Rabbi Echanan was sitting. Yeah? So he gives a drosha. Nice is money. To, tra- to, to transgress nicer leftovers, bismani, it's in its usual time, uh, so it's only burnt by day. So let's say it missed the next night, so it's bismani, we just, we just hit the nicer time period, so it needs to be done on that day. So like, let me give an example. 
let's say you're, you bring a carbon that's allowed to be eaten on Sunday, Sunday night, and Monday. That's a shlaman. Two days and a night. Sunday, Sunday night, and Monday. Once you hit Monday night, it is nicer. If you don't eat it. Do you burn it that night, or do you do it, you got to wait till the daytime to burn it. So we're saying over here, you wait till daytime. If it's bismani, as soon as you miss that night, so you wait till that. Ain't as well be yet. Shalai bismani. What if it is shalai bismani? What does that mean? I didn't burn the nicer when I was supposed to. Once I didn't do it that first day, so now I could burn my nicer whenever. I don't need to wait till day number four to burn it. I could even burn it the night after day number three. Okay? Fine. The Eisve Rebelazadurbechen. And Rebelazar asked a challenging question to Rebechen. He says, Rebechen, how can you sit and make that drasha that Naisar Bismana is by day and Shalai Bismana is by day and night? What do you mean? The price says, I only know that an eighth day Mila has to be done by day. That's only the eighth day. What if I'm doing it on the ninth day? Maybe I could do it at night. Can I do it the night following the eighth? How do you know that? How do I know that any other time, any time you want to give a bris mila, bris mila must only be done by day. How do you know that is true? It all says, Ubayim. Okay, Ubayim. And, 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 and. And even to, according to the opinion that does not, uh, that does not darshan vav, vav vehei darsh. He does darshan of vav with a hey. So you know what happened? Says the Gemara, Ishtik, Rabbi Yechanan was silent. He was silent. Rabbi Yechanan's an Amir. We're challenging him from a brisa. What happens? Doesn't have a response. Ishtik. Okay. Basar de Novak. Now, Basar de, what does Basar de Novak mean? So after Rabbi Lazar left, after challenging Rabbi Yechanan, okay, so, Amalei Rabbi Yechanan the Reish Lakish. Rabbi Yechanan turned to his Heliga brother-in-law, Reish Lakish. Again, Rabbi Yechanan made a statement. Rabbi Lazar challenged it from a bride, so Rabbi Yechanan's quiet. The questioner leaves, and now the one who is quiet turns to his brother-in-law. And he says, Ra'isi leben pedas she'yayshe v'teresh kemayish me'pi agvur. Rabbi Lazar ben pedas. He says, I just saw ben pedas talk like he was Maisha ben Arsina. That tzaddik knows his beans. He's good. Where did he get this bracer from? He was like, he was so impressed and so happy to have learned something he never heard previously. What a beautiful response. What a beautiful response when somebody shows you you're wrong. Yeah? This is incredible. Amalei Reishlakish, his brother-in-law says, Didehi, let me tell you something. You think it's Rabbi Lazar's Chiddush? Masnisi. I knew this, Brisa. Hechatani la. He says, where, where, where's it taught? B'tayras kayanim. It's taught in Tayras kayanim. Nafek tanyasa b'tlasi yaymir. B'yechna went and learned Tayras kayanim for three days. V'savra b'tlasi yarchi. And and then uh, at the end of three months, he finally fully understood it. Okay, these are all Brisa, Sifra, Sifri, all these things. So, um, be it as it may, beautiful, beautiful uh, limud, beautiful conversation. And Lamaisa, we're walking away by learning that the brismila should take place during, take place during the day. Just to share uh, an extra idea over here.
If we have time, yeah, a little bit. Um, maybe afterwards. All right, let's finish the daf, and then if we have time afterwards, just remind me on the importance of the letter of vav. It's a beautiful limud. An importance of a uh, letter of vav from Rabbi Victor Miller. Um, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar says, Arel Shehiza, if you have an Arel, who, um, he, before we learned about, what if you, were you allowed to sprinkle the Mechatas on an Arel? Because either way, he's not going not to be allowed to eat the carbon Pesach, even if you remove the Tumah. What about if he sprinkled the Mechatas? It's a valid sprinkling, because we're going to consider this Arel to be similar to a Tvul Yaim. A Tvul Yaim is no longer... Um, is no longer Tomei uh, Dairaisa, but we, he, he holds on to an element of his Tumah. Sha'af Apisha Asa Bechuma, even though he's not allowed to eat Chuma, Kasher Bepara, he is allowed to be included, Tvul Yaim is allowed to be included in the Allah's Paraduma. Mal Tvul Yaim Shkei Mutter Bemaiser. says, okay, but Tvul Yaim has a lot of Kulas, even allowed to eat Maiser. Now, is an Aro allowed to eat Maiser? An Aro is not allowed to eat Maiser. So, so don't tell me that an Aro could do whatever Tvul Yaim could do. Tzumar says, No, we're not dealing with eating uh, from the paraduma. Not the gi gami. I'm talking about just touching the ashes, doing the sprinkling. A matvul yom shosher benegiya de tmura a de truma, and just like a tvul yom that's usher to deal with touching muter beparas muter to deal with the paraduma. Or also muter benegiya in a din shemuter beparas. So it should be muter sticking to our halacha that a person's aral he's allowed to sprinkle the paraduma. Tanya mihachi. We learned in a brayso similar to Rabbi Lazar. Aral shehiza. If you have an aral who sprinkles from the paraduma on somebody who's tamei hazok sheira. It's a valid, it's a valid uh, sprinkling. Okay? Yeah, interestingly, he's not saying you should. He's saying if it happened. If it happened, so it's a valid sprinkling. And it happened, Taka, there was a fellow who was an Aral, sprinkled the ashes, the paraduma, the chshiro has a chachamim has a asai, and a chachamim said that his azah is kosher. Says the Gemara, one second, how can you tell me it's valid? May say that's a challenging question. Tumtum shekidesh kidushay posel. If a tumtum makes um, makes the mechatos of the paraduma uh, hektish kidushay posel. Okay, it posels it. Meishu suffik aral because he is a fascinating. He's a suffik aral. The aral posel kadesh, and aral can't do that. And Aro's not allowed to be the one to be Makadish the, the, the Mechatas, the mixture of the para, the ashes and the water. It's fine. It's fine. He's like an Aro, and it's not good. A, a, a woman can't be the one to sanctify this mixture. The bottom line is, says the Gemara, here's the Mesa, here's the challenge. Ready? Here's the challenge. Aurel, the Suffolk Aurel, Puzzle me the Kaddish. You see that an Aurel and a Suffolk Aurel are Puzzle from being the Kaddish. Now, we're assuming if you're Puzzle me the Kaddish, you also can't be the one to sprinkle. That's what you have to throw in over here. Because before we said he's allowed to be the one to sprinkle. And the Gemara is assuming if you can't be Makadish, you can't sprinkle it either. Amar Rabbi Yosef says, Hi, Tana Tana Rabbi Akiba, who the Marbi Leila Orla Bekitame, Rabbi Akiba, specifically that Brisa is following him. He says that an Oral has the status of someone who's Tomei. The Tanya, how do you know that Rabbi Akiba views every Oral as a Tomei? Rabbi Akiba, Aimer, Ish Ish, the Rabbi Oral, a man, a man who's Tomei. Remember that Pasuk? Pasuk from Vayikra Chavbez, right? Any man, Mizera Aron, he's a Tsarua. He's Sarua, he's a Zov. He's not allowed to eat Hektish. And who does that include? In Oral, that he's not allowed to eat Shuma. So basically, Gemara is answering that that is the individual opinion of Rabbi Akiva, who's Machmer. Amar Rava, Rava says, 
I was sitting in front of Rabbi Yosef, and I, it bothered me. I was bothered. I was, I was asking. <clears throat> so the Tana should, if it's taka true that a Tomei person is an RL and it's Rabbi Akiva, so the Tana should not have said it, should not have said an RL and a Tomei person. Because an RL, according to the shot we just said, according to Rabbi Yosef, an RL is a Tomei person. But what are the expression of the Brisa? An RL and the Tomei person. Says Rabbi, it seems like it's two different situations. Says the Gemara, the light. Unless they are of the Tomei, of the Tomei, Rabbi Akiva. And what's going to say to Rabbi Akiva? Says the Gemara, one second, the light. And and uh, you're not going to find such a thing. You're not going to find an Oral and a Tomei. We're responding, Bakatani. Yeah, the Brisa says Oral veha Tomei peturim in Ariya. An Oral and a Tomei person does not have a mitzvah of Ariya, right? But um, the mitzvah of uh, of Showing up to the Beis Hamikdash with your carbon, your carbon reiya that would be brought on Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkis. It says Ha'aro ve'hatame. So you see, we do have uh, we do have these expressions. Says Gemara, no, Hasam Mishum Demos. Over there, it's the only reason why an Aro is not allowed is not because he's nothing to do with Toma, but rather because he's mice. Okay, it's it's, it's because he's mice. It's, it's it's just he's imperfect, and it's a, a physically. Um, it's a physically negative things uh, for him to show up as an RL to bring it, and that's why. But it has nothing to do really with the with the fact that we consider him to be Tommy. Okay, fine. Bottom line, right now the Gemara is kind of sticking with Rabbi Yosef, explaining that the Tana is Rabbi Akiva, who holds that RL is a Tommy person. Okay, says the Gemara va'ozdu l'tamay. This brisa is giving us two opinions each opinion being consistent with his own reasoning. All right, here we go. How so? Let's get into which part of the Brisa we're talking about right now. It's unclear. Titania, we learned in the Brisa, Hakok Sherem Lekadesh. Everyone. Who's everyone? Everyone. Every Yid. Rashi says, as long as you're Torah. Every Yid is allowed to be Mekadesh, to sanctify the Mechatas. Chutz, except for Acherish Shaita the cotton, except for Acherish Shaita the cotton, they cannot. Rabbi Yehuda Machshir Bekotten. Rabbi Yehuda says even a cotton could do paisal beishu badragonis, but he says a woman and andragonis cannot uh, cannot um, sanctify it. My time with Rabbanu was reason for the Rabbanu Dachsev Lachul Atamei Miafar Sreifus Achatos, and he should take from the Tamei person from the ashes of the Paraduma. Uh, whoever is puzzle from gathering it together is also puzzle from being mekadeshit. These people are kosher to gather it together, so they're going to be they're going to be allowed to make a kaddish. Rabbi Huda is going to say no. He's response to Tanakam. He says, "Imkain if it's taka true that in order to be allowed to be mekadeshit, you also are, are the ones to gather it together." I should have said he should take. My velachu. What do you mean? They take da'afilu hanach tepsulin hasam k'sherim hacha. Even those where you're going to be puzzled from gathering it together, they may be still allowed to. Uh, they they may still be allowed to make it hektish. Ihachi ishanami says Gemara. Okay, fine. So then why don't we allow a woman to sanctify the ashes of the paraduma? Says the Gemara. Vinosan v'loy vinosna. Separate separately mud. Yeah, three lines to the bottom. Vinosan he v'loy nosna. So it's so the the drasha is not a woman, nothing to do with tumah, nothing to do with extra extra gzeres hakasim, extra hay. 
Okay. Virabonon. And the Rabbonon, meaning the Tanakama, who argue, they say that it's, uh, it's allowed for a woman. Where, where are they coming from? They say, Like Rabbi Yehuda wanted it to be only for males. I would have said that you could have one person dealing with the ashes, one person dealing with the water. Right? Like they have in a matzah bakery. Yeah? Matzah flour here, water here, mixed together in the middle. So the Torah says, To teach me that even if two people Take the Efer Paraduma, it's still going to be valid. And if it was written both in plural, have a mean the Shakli Trey, Viyav Trey, what I said, two people took the ashes, two people took the water. It says plural by the ashes and singular by the water. Even if two people take the ashes and one person puts it into the water, it is still going to be a valid mixture of the ashes of the paraduma. Just to wrap this up, last step, top of tomorrow's daf, says the Gemara, the Torah then says that the Tahar person sprinkles it onto the Tomei person, Tahar mechlal shehu Tomei, the one who is Tahar implies that he's becoming Tomei in some way, otherwise why do you got to refer to him as a, the, the Tahar? Teach me that even a Tvul is allowed to be the one who sprinkles the ashes of the Para Aduma. Okay. Period. We'll hold it here for today. Bezum tomorrow. We'll pick up. Uh, we're going back into the Sugi of Aro. We'll pick up from Bo'umine Meir of Sheshes. Um, and that ends today's daf. If you want to share some, a, a beautiful concept, Rabbi Vigdor Miller, whoever wants to log off from Inchuk is in the hate. Um, Rabbi Vigdor Miller makes a fascinating point where he points out that so many times in Tyra, new sections, new conversations start with a vav. It starts with a vav. Okay? Sfarim start with a vav. Sefer Shmais, Sefer Bamidbar. Right? The vav connects things. This and that. There's many times where it's like, it's it's a new sugya. It's a new parsha. Okay? What's with the vav? See, he brings down, he has a whole, whole sheer on this. But his point is that we need to be vav yid. We need to darshan the vav. Meaning, we can never think in our life that the tkufa that I'm in right now has no shaykhis to things that went on previously. And you can't think that things that are going to happen have no shaykhis to what's happening now. The way that a yid lives is everything that goes on in my personal life is there from their Bernishlein. Even if I make a development for the better, or even if I make a development for the worse, I can't just look at where I am right now as a snapshot. I always need to look at my prior experiences, and he extends this, he says, this applies to Klal Yisrael. This applies to us as a people. You think we're the Yid and who we are today, learning Daf Yaimi, in Golos, 2000, over 2,000 years after, after the Khurban. You think... That this is like a, a Nayazach, a Nayachidish. We're not dependent on, we're not connected to what happened in the Holocaust. We're not connected to the Crusades and, and all the all the Ga'ine Ailam, the Tanoim, Amiraim, and everything that we're sitting here learning. It's my own, I'm just doing my own thing. No Shaykhis. The eras of Klau Yisrael as well, each Tkufa is interdependent on the previous, and the further Tkufa is going to be completely dependent. On the ones we're now. That's all part of Amunah Bitachim. That's all we understand. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Lamailam and Azman. Above everything. 
So there's no individuality, both as Yechidim and as a Klal. Just a, a, a nice thought, a beautiful message over here. All right. Agitinacht. Have a wonderful evening. We'll see everybody tomorrow evening, same time. Hopefully from Yerushalayim. Agitinacht.